So, <laughs> we all knew those were Walt's glasses, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I, I knew it was him at the Wallabies. You know what I mean? With right. Blue and cream. Right. Niggas this summer. Um, but it was the Wallabies. But that's how it opens up. A pair of eyeglasses next to a pair of wallabies with blood dripping down from an unseen person. And Walt picks up the glasses. They say an unknown person, but we know Walt when we see Walt. Like, y'all white folks, y'all think y'all being mysterious. You're not mysterious. We can usually tell y'all from a mile away. I know some of y'all niggas by the way you walk. Welcome to Blood, Meth, and Tears. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm the guy who knows how you walk. I'm the guy who listens. In the opening scene, he's wearing these shoes. In the very next scene, he's wearing the same fucking shoes from the opening scene. Yeah, they start off at the shoes. Right? <laughs> like, there's no secrets here. We all know what we're here for. He's picking up Hank. And Hank makes another reference to minerals while Maria's helping him into the car. And they go back to Los Polos Hermanos to pick up the uh, tracer that Walt stuck on Maria Gus's car. Maria this guy code for a strip club. Right. Have you ever been to a strip club? I mean, I mean, yeah. Diamond is a mineral. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't see the allure. I don't see the allure of strip clubs any more than I see the allure of watching porn at never a fucking bachelor this. party. You've now, I know you're going to say something about Magic City and all that kind of shit. Yeah, that's great. No, I'm not even going to say Magic City. I'm saying you've never lived in the South. I don't see the purpose of strip clubs because why would I throw my money at her when I could just throw some money at my woman and I can get a lap dance and groceries? It's yeah. not the same. No, it. it what I'm saying it's not is, not the same. I, no. What, <laughs> That's why what I say, y'all have never been to the. No, South. what I'm saying is, I'm sure you're absolutely right that that it's not the same. I know that it's not the same, but the whole idea of looking at something that I can't touch, you can touch. Mm, not like I would want to touch. No, not like that. But you can, if you pay. Enough, and if I touch, it costs money. Yes. Mm. Costs more money. Hmm. You next time you go to Atlanta for basketball, you make sure I go to a strip club. Make sure I take the kids with me. No, you take is this Nisha. like Varsity Blues? They'll be seventeen. No, you take Nisha with you, and y'all go together. And when you leave out, she's gonna say, "We we need to do this again, honey. We need we need to make this trip again." And so am I gonna see some P Valley again. type shit? If you go to certain strip clubs, yes. There was one I used to work at in DC called Stadium. And it I remember was, Stadium. It was, I used to promote there. 
it's, it's, it's like a nightclub yeah, sp- with strippers. I spoke about you the other day because I did a um I uh, started a lease process with someone who's from Waldo. What's Waldo? her name? Oh Lord. She's young. Like, Is that going against the code? <laughs> she's she's young. She was like she was like born in two thousand. Oh yeah, no, I don't know her. Oh, yeah, what can I say? We can't all be born in Baltimore. Baltimore is something, but it ain't Waldorf. <laughs> no, well, I'm being deadly serious. Waldorf wasn't shit. Damn. You gotta go. Kids from 2000 go. are like 24 now. God damn. Yep. You gotta go to one, Rashani, before you turn 50. And she's like the, the the girl that I that I did the thing for uh, the the lease for. She's like a grad student. She's studying to be a doctor. Oh, that's what's up. Get the fuck out of Waldorf. Never come back. Right. <laughs> well, you turn fifty, you got to go to one. That's like in a couple years, dog. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm not, saying. I'm <laughs> not that far off. <laughs> I'll be forty five in September, dog. What is we talking about? I just want to make saying. it. I I just want to make it. <laughs> You just have to experience it. It's one of those things you have to experience once in your life. A good strip club. <laughs> when it comes to making it to 50, I feel like those folks on the old commercial, I'm coming up <laughs> <laughs> on the rough side. <laughs> I'm doing my best to make it in. I know that everything is going <laughs> to be all right. He's coming back. <laughs> like you said he would. <laughs> in his arms. We're talking about old BET commercials that you probably are too young to remember. <laughs> oh, shit. Why the fuck do I remember that whole ass commercial? It's morning time. It's morning time. <laughs> Nigga, if you put a sermon in the middle of my gospel music. <laughs> Apparently there's a good strip club in Gardena, California. Where is that? Down south, near LA. Called Stars. I I didn't know they had a Yelp for strip clubs, but yeah, and they got good. I bet they got strip clubs on Yelp. That's just called gulp. <laughs> Squirt. <laughs> so, anyhow, they go back to Los Polos Hermanos to get the tracer to Walt stuck on Gus's car. And Walt notices in the rearview mirror that they're being followed by Tyus. Tyrus, sorry. And with Tyrus looking on, Walt retrieves a tracking device and he heads right back to the car, which Hank doesn't like because the first time they came, Walt walked inside the building and that set a precedent. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to shake. I wanted, like, to nigga, I, wanted, I wanted to soda, man. Like, why aren't you going inside? Dang. You could at least zigzag. That's different. Like, shit. Hank plugs in the tracking device at home and all it shows is Gus's car going back and forth between work and home. So Hank immediately thinks a guy this clean gotta be dirty. That's such a cop thing to say. Mm-hmm. And he's right. He just don't know. He just don't know why he's right. It's not just a cop thing to say. It's something that somebody who expects to find out that their significant others cheating on them. Uh-huh. And then you get the GPS you put on their car and they only go to work and home. And your first thought is she's fucking people in my bed. Mm. 
Or, you know, you get you get a hankering and you look at their phone and you look at their text message. Once you twice. look at their phone or their check, once you look at their phone, there's no coming back from that. Nope. Happened to me twice. Yeah, that's that's like the bridge is burnt. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Walt leaves his driveway and pulls up right next to Tyrus's car, who's sitting there just watching and rolls his window down and looks at Tyrus as he says, there's a strange man been staring at this house. He came this close to saying it's a person of color. (laughs) Like, this close, but didn't. He was like, there's a suspicious man in a black car who's watching this house. I think you should bring somebody out and drives away. Yes, I'm white. <laughs> There's a strange man in my neighborhood. Yes, 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 I'm white. Um, Ghostbusters. Walt arrives at the lab and sees Jesse sitting in the parking lot because he's already started that week's cook. And Walt asks for a cigarette. And Jesse gives him one and lights it up for him. Walt calls because Walt don't smoke. And Walt asks, what have you been up to? And Jesse talks about a reality TV show he's been watching. And Walt's like, "Ah, right, yeah, whatever. What the fuck ever? Why the fuck is Gus still alive, my nigga? No, no, but is he hit that nigga with a he hit that nigga with a with a Tupac line. He said, hey, one of you niggas got sick of cell or something. Like it's <laughs> like, don't you already got enough cancer? Like, why do you need this? Let me just come holler at you for a second. Hey, man, why is he still alive, man? And Walt says, what does it matter if you kill him at this point? Because we're both dead men anyway. Both of us, me and you, Jesse, if you don't kill him, we're both dead. You know, for a long time, I thought Jesse was short for something. Like, it just didn't feel like a full name. Yeah, it always seems like a nickname. Mm -hmm. I I I feel it. Maybe it's because Jesse is short for Jessica on the girl side. Yes. That you would think that it has to be something more on the guy side, but nope, it's just Jesse. Could be could be Roman, Jessica's. Pistol packing, get it cracking every day. It's Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Which reminds me, you said Romanus, uh Roman names. Um Spartacus is coming back with another season. Why? They're doing Why? the House of Asher. Why are we doing this? Which means that I can't do Spartacus as my next show. Damn. Damn. It sucks you can't do the show that you want to do because they're still putting out episodes. Damn. Wait, what show do you want to do? The one that I can't do because they they recently put out a batch of new episodes. Oh, right. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Mm. Yeah, can't do Black Mirror. Yeah, whatever. Nobody feels bad for you. Feel bad for I me. I feel bad for me. Spartacus last Black came Mar- out when Devin was five years old. Feel bad for me, my nigga. Like this is <laughs> look. I'm like this. If you do, if you do a Spartacus, if Crixus ain't gonna be in it, there's there's no reason for me to show up. Nigga, I need I need Crixus be I need I need Manu Bennett to be full on Crixus just like he is in every other role he's played. I need him to be full on Crixus and the way that Crixus needs to Crixus. That nigga's full name was the undefeated Gaul. 
Crixus. <laughs> the undefeated goal of you niggas. Right? Right? <laughs> I was walking around to everybody like the unmitigated goal of you niggas. Like, <laughs> y'all niggas is Crixus out here. What do you mean? Your goal is unmitigated. <sighs> I wanted to discuss that show so badly. So we see Skylar doing the books for the business and she calls Walt and tells him that Flynn's birthday is coming up and they should buy him a used car. Walt's like, I used to have a car for him. <laughs> uh, Walt's like, nah, for real though, you should pick it out. I want no parts of it. She says business is good. So good. In fact, that maybe he doesn't need to work his second job. And she's he's like, bitch, stay off that blow. Right. The second job <laughs> is the reason why the first job exists. What is she talking about? She wants him out of the life. But the life is the reason why they have this lifestyle. Right. Make it make sense, Ma. Like, okay. Anyhow, she thinks in another month or two, they'll be turning a profit and he should think about an exit strategy from cooking fucking meth. Exit strategy. An exit strategy. And he's like, I'm thinking about it. I'm working on it. His exit strategy has to do with Jesse killing Gus. Walt gets a call from Hank, who says that he thinks he's on the Gus because he found out that Los Pueblos Hermanos has a main distribution center. With tons of space to hide illicit activity. You know what he never says? You know, I think I'm on the Gus. Some highway patrolmen. Some highway patrolmen found a truck from Los Polos Hermanos with two dead guys in it holding machine guns. I think I should tell the rest of the group about this. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe. Just you know, a little tad something, just a little conversation. Hey, down the way in Mexico, why is Los Polos Hermanos trucks in Mexico? <laughs> Niggas got shot up. Let's go check it out. Anyhow. Hank calls Walt and says he thinks he's on the Gus, and he wants Walt to give him a ride out to Los Polos Hermanos, and Walt says, I'm in the bathroom. I gotta take a shit. Sitting on the toilet? I remember that song. Flush. Um, Hank's like, you know what, I'll find another ride, and Walt perks up, saying, I can help out in a day or two, but my stomach is all fucked up, dog. Like, I ain't been off this toilet in a couple days. And they hang up and Walt calls Mike to tell him about Hank's interest in the distribution center. And Mike hangs up without saying nothing. All of a sudden, Jesse's helping repackage a bunch of product because Mike says it's going elsewhere. Jesse spots Gus out in the corner supervising. Ted comes by to see Skylar at work and he says, I need to talk to my former bookkeeper and lover. He shows her that his company is being audited by the criminal division of IRS the following fucking day. Like, how long did you know about this shit, Theodore? They don't just show up out the blue, Theodore. 
He's facing a huge fine in prison time and asked her if there's any way she could uncook his books. And she's like, you know, if they audit you, they're going to look at me next. I don't need this right now. And he just gets up and leaves. Why did you fucking wait? <laughs> Can you uncook my books? Uncook my books. I don't have nothing else past that. So while cleaning up at the distribution center, Jesse asks Mike if Gus is going to kill Hank. Straight up. Tell me straight up. Now tell me, is he really going to shoot him in the forehead? Pow, pow, pow. (laughs) Sorry. So with Gus in the background, Jesse tossed through the pros and cons and knocking off Hank and asked whether Walt could continue to work for Gus if Hank gets knocked off. And Mike's like, if, if, if Hank got killed, would you have a problem with it? And Jesse's like, who cares what I think? Like none of y'all have, like, I'm just, I'm stuck in the middle of this whole shit. But while they're loading stuff onto a truck, another nigga gets killed in front of Jesse with a silent sniper bullet. Jesse freezes the fuck up. Yep. No. Jesse, I ain't seen somebody act that poorly in the face of gunfire since Keenan Ivory Wayans in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Slow get down, you, sucker. No, I'm gonna get you, sucker. They shooting. They shooting. No, no I think I think he welcomed. I think he was welcoming the death. Mm. Okay. That's what it looked like to me. He he was like, oh, this is when it's going to happen. Okay. I thought he just froze up like, oh, shit. That, that nigga was- froze. <laughs> that nigga froze up like he was telling somebody in his mind. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> I, that that look, the look on his face was shock, then acceptance. It doesn't take that long to tell somebody how he got there when his name used to be Captain Meth. Captain Cook. Captain Cook. Uh, Mike pushes him out the way just before he's killed, and Gus walks out the building and heads straight towards the shooter with his hands up like Doughboy. Bullets land near his... Hmm? You got a problem here? Right? Bullets land near his feet, but he continues to walk, and Gus holds his arms to the side and stares in the direction of the sniper, who we see is the man Gus met with before. So the shooter smirks and lifts his sniper his sniper rifle in preparation to leaving. Later that night, Gus gets a phone call, and he answers in Spanish and says, tell him the answer is yes. All you have to do is say yes. They could do some shit. Floatree could they made and produce I mean they're not a Beyonce level obviously but I think they could run with yeah Floatree I think think they could run with somebody like Jeanne that's only really (laughs) that's all that's all I'm sorry they got enough hits Jeanne is their 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 I was thinking more like Lauren Hill. Jasmine Sullivan. Yes, that's their level. Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. 
Now, Jonathan, uh, uh, um, what's his, what's her name? Um, the one, the one is. Um, we'll give you a moment. The one that's with Common <laughs> right now. Um, Eric Radu. The one that got the the one that's with Common right now. The one that got the talk show. Uh, Jennifer uh, Hudson. America, America, yeah, that's that's oh, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson and Jasmine Sullivan because both of them can sing. Sing. You know who would have been really fire, like super fire in the verses. And this won't have a lot of conversation. Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg would have to go <laughs> up against somebody else because he's been on everybody's songs. <laughs> that nigga would literally be the Shao's tongue of fucking verses because oh. he would reach into your discography and pull out a track he, that he, he only, sang on. He only got one song of his that anyone cares about. I Music got love. I got oh, love. Yeah, I got love. Oh. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, he can uh, do his song all he wants, but because he be on a a fucking verses with somebody else, he can pull out all them other guest spots. And if he's on a verses with, say, Ludacris, he can't do area codes, fine, but he can do all the rest of them songs. No, 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 no. You got to put somebody who's equally... Who's equally been on so many songs singing hooks and shit. He's got to go T-Pain. T-Pain. That's about it. Oh, T-Pain. Yeah. Gotta and go it T-Pain. have to be hook for hook. Yeah, hook for hook. That's T-Pain only- would get cooked. <laughs> I think I think T I think T Pain would get cooked. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wouldn't be shocked if Nate Dogg was on a T Pain track somewhere. In, in hindsight, yes. the the unfiltered misogyny of Nate Dogg would uh, affect him in this versus these days. That's true. It was pretty no, it wouldn't. Oh, no, it wouldn't. Would. It would absolutely not. Would. And here's why. Yeah, somebody on Twitter might act like they're mad about it. it. Ain't no fun. But everybody at the versus would lose their fucking mind. You know how I know that? Because every concert I go to at the pre-show, the DJ from fucking DJ Direct all the way to DJ Premier have played It Ain't No Fun at the Homies Can't Have None, and the ladies went fucking berserk. Okay. I'm not, I'm just saying, there's a lot. I've seen it. I have seen it. These women go many when you play Nate Dog. It doesn't fucking matter. If it's, (laughs) name four Nate Dog songs, they'd sing all of them. Yeah. They don't give a fuck because they sing along. Cause I have never met a girl. They sing along. And then when Corrupt comes on, they sing that part too. About how Corrupt don't give a fuck about a bitch. I'd always be broke. I never had no motherfucking endo to smoke. They sing along with that part too. I, I, I will say this though. Women are fucking awful when it comes to rap music. I was at a red light the other day. I put this on Twitter. I was on the red light the other day, and it was a white woman in her 50s, and she was in a convertible. And <laughs> she was she was in she was in her 50s in a convertible in Dallas, Texas. All right, and I rolled up on her, and you know what and you know, and you know what song was playing? It wasn't regulated. My baby left me, left me sad and blue. Tell me you know that, Rashani. No, I don't. But that's because you can't sing. Akinelli? You don't know? Oh, no. The only Akinelli song I know is Put It In Your Mouth. And if, that's uh, the song! 
Oh. That's how it starts. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. That by lady, way, that lady so got had, some biracial children. <laughs> I had a lot of questions to ask. But by the way, I put. I also said, at the end of the song, he says, people, people, people. Just let you, I'm, I'm emphasizing that. At the end of the song, he says, people around the world, yes, your pick. What do you want to lick? Pussy or dicks? And I said. That's was, pretty progressive. That's what I said. I was just like, I was like, was he the first, like, uh, uh, I said, was he the first gender neutral, like, rapper? Like, making gender neutral verses? What was that? He didn't that's, say that's... men or women. He said people around the world. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Pretty inclusive. Pretty inclusive. I yeah. said, that's pretty inclusive. Huh. And in that song, he had a whole part. He had his whole thing about the woman putting it in the mouth. And then they had a whole verse with the woman. Talking about men doing it <laughs> on the song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, Tip Drill kind of did that too. Okay, bit. so so <laughs> let's do this. Scar. I thought we won't go keep, we won't go make that. Yeah, we're up. we're not. We're just gonna do this real quick. So here's the thing. When it comes to Nate Dog. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Nate Dog. We all agree that the music that he's been on is frequently repulsively <laughs> misogynistic. Is that the best way to put it? Yeah. Yes. But this nigga did Oh No with Most Deaf and Feral Monch. Mm-hmm. This nigga did Till I Collapse with Eminem. Mm-hmm. This nigga did Next Episode, which is still hella misogynistic. He did Area Codes. He did How Long Will They Mourn Me from Thug Life. He did Little Ghetto Boy on The Chronic. I can't deny it. I'm a straight rider. Lay low. Which ones of these songs explosive? Which 21 questions? Which ones of these songs all about you? Every other city we go. Which one of these songs do you think women wouldn't go crazy singing along with? Explosive is such an amazing song because it's so misogynistic. It's, it's so also, misogynistic. It's it's also like one of the five, it's like also one of the ten best beats I've ever heard. That you just get sucked into it. <laughs> but there's nothing, Brandon. I swear to God, there's nothing quite like being in a concert hall and hearing seven hundred beautiful women lean back tilt their heads back to the sky and sing out the words, when I met you last night, baby, before you opened up your gap. There's nothing like it in the world. Look, I want to tell you that there was some, <laughs> there was supposed to be a Nate Dogg or, or a Death Row tribute album made, and none other than Darius Rucker, who is a huge Nate Dogg fan, um, had agreed in principle to sing all of Nate Dogg's parts. I went to the Up and Smoke Tour in 2000, and I saw all the women in there singing Bitches Ain't Shit. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Look, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. You and I have no fucking idea what women will do. So we just need to sit back and be amazed at the shit they're willing to do. 
It's also a song. Like I think, I think on I think Twitter would be like, we can't support Nate Dogg. He does this, and then if Nate Dogg was actually on the versus, if he was still alive, it would be hundreds of thousands of women in there being like, "That's my shit." That's my shit right there. Ooh, while goddamn! Writing a, while somebody on Twitter is writing a think piece, that's what would happen. Ooh, goddamn! That's my shit. Ooh, I thought I didn't think he was gonna perform that shit, but he did it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like there that. women singing NWA songs in 1988. Well, you think you're bringing bring, bring Houston back? Yeah. Twerk that fat. <laughs> Twerk that back. Whoa. I think he would. And I think women would be grateful. But for one hit wonder who went crazy and gouged his own eye out and then said that he had a problem with the mob. So... During a cook, <laughs> Walsh in there minding his own business. And yes, I do just jump back into it like that. Uh, during the, a cook, Walsh in the, the cook hall by himself in the lab by himself, minding his own white business. And they just roll in there with a fucking body. They just roll in there with a fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> the body is to be disposed of in a barrel full of acid. Mike tells Walt, get a fucking barrel. Walt looks at Mike like, the fuck you say? And then said, if you ever call the cops on one of my guys again. I'll get two. What you gonna do? (sighs) God. (sighs) The barrel gets taken away. And Jesse thanks Mike awkwardly, who says, next time don't stand there like a fucking idiot. And Jesse asks about Gus walking directly into the bullets. And Mike says that the cartel needs Gus in his distribution network. Mm-hmm. And when Jesse wonders why the rest of them are disposable, Mike suggests, why don't you ask me your fucking self? Ted is getting grilled by an IRS agent about the inconsistencies in this paperwork What's and there? unreported income. Hmm? Did you see what Skylar was wearing? Yes. Yes, very much so. She went she went in like the dumb blonde and like because because she knows that they already have that rapport, they were already fucking, that she could she she could play the role pretty well as someone who was fucking him, and that's seems the way that she got that job, which is the truth. Yeah. She wanted to fuck, and that's the reason why she got her job back in the first place. So like all of it lined up, she just played stupid. Which was masterful on her end. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how true it is that ignorance, you can't be charged for ignorance. Maybe it is true in the financial firms. I don't know. No, he's still being charged the money. He's just not being charged. He's not being charged like he's, uh, um, he's not being charged as a criminal. He's being charged. As, I mean, he's still. He's still getting charged with the money. Like he still has to pay back the money, or it's gonna turn into a criminal thing. All she did was the 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 negligence that she provided as an excuse um, just made it so that he wouldn't be charged as uh, charged criminally and have to have some jail time. But what she, I mean, she really just kind of helped him out, and then say it like look you got to pay this money i need you to pay this money so that we all we don't all get fucked up but like no what she did like i said before it was is is it was masterful because she's just like look now he just got to pay back the money um and, and she thinks that he has the money 
to pay back. So she's like, look, do what you got to do, sell your shit, um, but just pay this money or you will go to jail. But when did Ted get broke? Because last we saw Ted, he was chilling in his fucking big ass crib with his heated floors in his bathroom and his BMW, everything seeming nice. He was cooking the books. He was cooking the books for a reason. I think he said he was trying to pay everybody. He was cooking the books, but he didn't make it seem like he was broke. He made it seem like he was doing that so he had to lay people off. Yeah, but I think eventually it caught up with him, especially after Skylar left and she wasn't doing the things to to cover for him. Um, I think I think something must have went really bad with those accounts. Those accounts that he was that he was working on the the accounts that he was uh, fudging the numbers with those people that he said you know really are are legacy accounts that belong to his father. Um, I think something must have happened with those accounts in the meantime. In be, you know in between when we saw him last when he went to go see Skylar and she was like Nah dog don't show up to my house and 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 now I think something else must have happened because I mean something had to have happened because the car was gone. So he did have to sell a car no matter what. I think that his dad just went about things in a old school boys club fucked up way. And Ted, the conceit is that you think your parents are going to live forever or mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to do what they do forever. And so you'll never have to take on what they're doing. And so Ted never learned books. He never looked at the books. He never cared about the books. And his dad had really fucked off the books. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, the nigga literally got a secret account that he's giving money to some guy that he doesn't, Ted don't even know who the dude is, really. So. That's what it sounded like, yeah. Yeah, so it's not, I mean, fuck Ted, first of all, but it's not Ted's fault that he's in this situation overall. It's his dad's fault for not training him. We have a woman who works in my, worked at my job. She's literally, like, 86 years old, still working. Had been working there since she was, like, 20 and she told folks she was going to retire in like two years she told people i'm going to retire two years from today they didn't send anybody into her office to sit next to her to learn all the shit that she's learned in fucking 66 years to just shadow her to do anything they didn't have anybody do any of that shit and when she left out they were just lost all this knowledge and all this wisdom was fucking lost. And Ted, yeah, you don't know when your pops is going to pass on. But still, if you know you're taking over the business at some juncture, he should have sat next to his dad and learned, these are the books, this is what it looks like, this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it. He just dropped it all in Skylar's lap, like, Skylar, fix this. When Skylar initially worked there, he was like, fix this. So... That's fucked up on Ted's part, but Ted didn't know how to do anything else. Ted doesn't know how to save that shit. If Skylar were to leave Ted alone with those books again, the same shit would happen the following fiscal year. But the truth is, like, she told him, like, yo, I'm not signing off on this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not adding my name to this shit. And then she started fucking him and she did it anyway. Yep. So, so she's part of the blame. She wouldn't have had to show up. If she would not have signed, like she said that she did, wasn't going to sign, but she, she was mad at, had to she, show up. Yeah, but she was mad at uh at Walt. Walt. Yeah, 
more than anything else. She was mad at Walt, and that's how that played out. So, yeah, but this don't make no sense because Ted's business is an accounting firm. He's an accountant. No, Ted's he business is like textiles. No, nah, yeah, it's is some sort of fabrication. Oh. He oh, has nothing to do with accounting. Firm. No, he has like some industrial type company. Um, I just don't remember what it is per se, but it, no, that nigga's stupid, stupid when it comes to accounting. The dumbest. Here's my thing. Did Skylar have to dress like that to show up to, to pull this off? Here's the thing. Here's why Skylar had to dress like that. And it amuses me that Skylar dressed like that because when she, when I saw her dress like that, I immediately thought of Kill Bill volume two. In Kill Bill Volume 2, Bill is talking with Beatrice the Bride about Clark Kent and Superman and how Superman, when he wants to hide from the world, he doesn't have to take off his clothes or anything like other superheroes do. He has to act normal. So to act like a normal person, he dresses like the biggest nerd in the world because that's how he sees Earthlings. That's how he sees the rad, that's how he sees the average man. Skyler, at the same time, dressed like that because that's how she sees women who are not smart. She dressed like an airhead. She dressed like what she thinks airheads dress like. She dressed like she thinks blondes dress like, to be completely honest with you, which is fucking hilarious to me. So she was crystal. Yeah, and all she did was put on a push-up bra and talk stupid because that's what she thinks she sees every day. (laughs) When you think about it like that, the shit is fucking incredible. She showed up, dolled up, talking like somebody from fucking Joyzy. Where the fuck you get this from, Skylar? You're in New Mexico. Why, Skylar? But this is what she sees. This is it. Sound like Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn's from Jersey. And so, this <laughs> is her impression of an airhead, and and it's, it, this is what she. What I mean, and I think it's not even just that. I think that she. Th- You're going in and out. I am. Yeah. Yeah, you're good now. Oh, because I was I was saying um, this is this is. No, it's a no wait. Impression of someone who. I I think she dressed like someone who would be dumb enough to fuck Ted. I think she. I think this is what she. I think she. Um. This is this is her impression of the version of herself that would do that. This is is also her version of an airhead. But also, I believe that she thinks that she was an airhead for fucking him in the first place. She literally pulled up at the she pulled up at that fucking FBI meeting or the 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 tax the auditor meeting. She pulled up on them niggas like, look, everybody, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what she did. But for airheads, and it's fuck, it was fucking incredible to me to watch her do that because she don't, she doesn't talk like that. She's Skylar White, yo. Mm-hmm. Walter White's wife, yo. 
Like, she doesn't know how to talk like an airhead. She doesn't know how to do any of this shit. So to watch her be that uncomfortable for this guy and then to leave out with this guy and know that this guy is going to fuck it up all over again. Yeah, because she, t- she, she, when they get, when they got outside, she became mom. She was became like, a parent. He was like, we did it. And she was like, nigga, you got like 24 hours. Pay this money, sell your shit, get it done. Get you me the fuck out of this. I'm, yep. I'm not doing this no more. And he's like, I wish I could. Did they, did they say how much he owed? I believe it was somewhere in the range of $600,000. Something like that. He must have been really cooking them books. <laughs> he okay, did, apparently, he had been doing this for a while. Apparently, his daddy was a fuck up and he's a fuck up too. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to, like I said, I'm not just going to put that on Ted. That's his daddy's fault. His daddy was doing some. His daddy probably started doing it before auditing was even a thing. <laughs> uh, before he knew auditing was a thing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to pay you with invisible monies. Like, the IRS ain't coming to see my little rinky dink ass business. Mm hmm. Who wants to come see me $600,000 later? But up, but yeah, Jesse is sitting in the car outside of Gus's house, uh, fingering his special cigarette. Didn't um, Skyler say that her and Walt have to tell everybody each other the truth from now on? I think yeah. she won't tell Walt this. She tried. That we didn't get to that point. She tried. She tried calling Walt over and over and over again to tell him what was actually happening. He didn't fucking answer. So then that's when she did what she did. Mm-hmm. But she tried. Mm-hmm. I thought she was calling Walt for a different reason. Because she looked down at that money first and then started calling him like, I think we got to do this. But he never answered. So she said, fuck it. I guess I got to do it anyway. So she went. So she did. She did what she did. So Jesse's in the car fingering his cigarette. He goes to Gus's front door and knocks. Gus lets him in and he's making that fucking fish stew again. Is this the only thing Gus knows how to make? Like I, my girls this. My, my girls um played against a team. And the team beat us by like 25 points, something like that. The first time we played them, they beat us bad. And we realized, no, I'll take that back. They beat us by six points. And the reason why they beat us by six points when they were up by 25 points was because we realized that only one person on their team could do shit. So in the second half, I had my best defender face guard their best player. For those of y'all who don't know what face guarding is, that's literally when I move, you move. Just like that. That's it. Your job is to follow that person all over the court. If they pass the ball, make sure they don't get it back in their hands. We almost won. We ran out of time at the end. So the second game, yeah, I tried to just let – it was senior night. I tried to just let them go ahead and play and run one of our offensive sets and our defensive sets and all that. And the same girl was lighting us up. In the first half, she had 21 points. 
So in the second half, I said, fuck the dumb shit. And I face guarded her for the rest of the game. And she didn't score another point. And the coach was furious. And we won the game. That's what that's when you put uh when you put on that boxing one for the uh 2K. <laughs> you put on a boxing one. Nigga, not only did I do the boxing one, I put Busy B on his ass. Like so it's it's you have more moves than this. And we're recognizing that you have other foods than this. It's just this is show me something else, Gus. You're you're from Chile. Like, if I know how to make is fish stew, just let me know. That's all I know how to make. I know how to make fish stew. Because uh, Al Pacino and fucking any given Sunday, all he had was his nasty-ass jambalaya. Same thing. Put your fingernails. <laughs> so, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Mike sorry. tells Gus. Mike tells Gus that uh, Jesse has questions. And Gus says, we'll eat first and then we'll talk. And Jesse, during dinner, is like, what the, what, why the fuck am I here, dude? Like, y'all just were t- calling me a junkie and all that kind of stuff. Why am I here now? And Gus, like, I'll explain everything, but I want to know if you can cook. Walt why does he always eat. play? Why does he always play Hispanic people? No, he or doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He plays a lot of Hispanic people. He does play a lot lot of Hispanic Hispanic people, but he doesn't always. Because the first person I saw him as was Julian in school days. And he was black. I am from Africa. So you can watch Tusio ass (laughs) back to Africa. I looked it up. This nigga was born in Denmark. And his mama... His his mama was black, mm-hmm. and his daddy was Italian. Mm-hmm. It's the I same way that there's a Mexican but he has a, a, a Spanish sounding name, and it's the same way that 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 there's a Mexican dude who plays an Indian, in like half the movies he plays in, or else he plays a Mexican, or else he plays somebody else. People get typecast, and they just work with it. But he knows how to speak Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. And he runs with it, so good for him. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, man. I just want to know: can you, if you had to, could you recreate Walt formula? And Jesse's like, look, yo, am I here so you can kill Walt and have me take over? Because I'm Mr. not gonna White. do that, yo. You. Yeah, you do that to Mr. White, and I'm out, yo. I'm not going to do that, yo. That's just like, it's not what I'm talking about, homie, but thanks for the indignation. I'm going to help. You're going to help me prevent an all-out war with the cartel. So I'm going to ask you again. Can you replicate Walter's formula? Oh, oh, well, you know, so you would have liked that. Okay, um, my bad, my bad. You know, boss, I just, I just, you know, I thought, I thought you was gonna ask me something. You, you, you know what I'm talking. You, you know, you and Walt's history. Like, don't play. I, I, yeah, I could do it. I, I could do it. I'll put my back into it. 
everybody involved in this is so arrogant. Yeah. It's like talking to a bunch of NBA players. Even the bench warmers are arrogant. Yeah. Well, you you got to be arrogant to make it to the league. But, I mean, these are the best meth cooks in the world and the best uh, fucking distributor in the world and the best investigator. Like, New Mexico seems to be full of the best of everything because Mike's the best fucking investigator. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about it is Mike was a cop, but he was a cop in Philly. How the fuck does he know everything about the, 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 the criminal underworld of New Mexico? Because that nigga got hoes in different area codes. Was he on Better Call Saul? Yeah. Yes. That's a big part he, of Better he's, Call Saul. He's, he's a very large part of Better Call Saul. That's how that's how I know that he was a cop in Philly. Mm-hmm. So Skylar's having trouble sleeping. Sorry. And we we know that earlier she was hanging up the clothes with money in it, and money still carried the same weight, so it was breaking her closet holders and shit, whatever they're called. Closet rods. So she put them down into the basement hatch or into the under the crawl space hatch. But she's having trouble sleeping. So she opens up the crawl space hatch and looks at the cash she's hidden in the crawl space under the house. And she just sits there and thinks. Walt leaves after a cook and we learn that he placed one of Hank's trackers on Jesse's car. And while he's looking at the results to show that Jesse went to Gus's house, he gets a voicemail from Jesse who wants him to come over to his house. Where Jesse tells him that he's been asked to go to Mexico. Because the cartel's been messing with the information, been messing with the trucks, been shooting people up. The cops somehow don't know about this shit, which is fucking incredible. And Jesse also tells him about the fucking sniper. The cartel wants half of Gus's operation and Walt's formula. And since Gus doesn't trust Walt, Jesse is supposed to go down there and teach a bunch of kids how to make the blue. Jesse at this point in time is literally panicking. Like he's like, I don't know what to do. If I screw up this, I'm dead. He's looking for someone. He's looking for leadership. Yeah, he's looking for some sort of leadership, and Walt is just like, they want you to do my shit? Walt is like, Walt listens. No, no, Walt don't even give a fuck about that shit. Walt listens to him panicking and says, did you meet with Gus? Nigga, did you hear what the fuck I just said? No, I didn't meet with Gus. And Walt's like, you didn't meet with him. Walt literally sounds like when you know your girl is cheating. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you didn't see Bob today? No, you 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 didn't see Bob today, nigga. I was just telling you about this woman at my job who's fucking, you know that bitch that I fucking hate at my job. Usually you say I told you that bitch crazy. That's what you usually say, but now you're talking about Bob. What the fuck? You you didn't you didn't you didn't go to lunch with Bob today? Oh, you following me? Following me? And that's exactly what happens here. Niggas get so overzealous that Jesse's like, wait. How the fuck you know I followed him? Or how the fuck you know I went there? How the fuck you know I saw him? 
Walt's furious and thinks that Jesse wasted the opportunity to save their lives. Jesse said he never had a chance to do it. So then Walt admits that he plays a tracker on his car when Jesse's like, how the fuck you know I went over there? You put a bug on my car or something? Walt's like, yup. He says that Jesse has signed his own death warrant and tells him that he'll know he, I know you'll go to Mexico and you'll screw it all up. The problem with this is, and my daughter says it like this. Philippians 1137 says, if you cannot throw hands, do not throw shade. Jesse throws a tracking device at Walt's face and then beats Walt the fuck up. That's why Walt was bleeding and his glasses were all broken up and shit. Walt tried to find his glasses and Jesse knocks him face first into a coffee table. Then he gets on top of Walt and knocks him around a few more times. Then they stand up and Jesse says, can you walk? And when Walt's like, yes. Jesse's like, then get the fuck out of here and never come back. This was a violent fight. Yeah, on Jesse's side. Walt can't beat up an old man. Walt can't beat up a meth addict. <laughs> Walt can't beat up nobody. I mean, that there's only one thing that he knows how to do well. Make the meth. Yep. M-E-T. Scar, you got anything? Uh, nothing new. I got, um, yeah, because I'm, I'm in the middle of packing so I can move. So mm -hmm. I ain't got nothing going on right now. I'll probably work out something when I get where I'm going. Okay. Brandon, you got anything? Nope. All right. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit up Scar on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. Um, Ratchet Book Club. Uh, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app, and then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Uh, you could donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then... Just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. Gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.